Blog Talk Radio. for Monday, May 14th. I'm your host, Lisa Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This broadcast is being sponsored by Making It Happen Incorporated, Transforming Your Dreams into Reality, and Masterminds LLC, Inspiring and Empowering People to Achieve Their Destiny. We have a very special show again for you this evening. I am pleased to have co-hosting with me, Ms. Teresa Hamilton, CEO and founder of Making It Happen Incorporated. Hello, Teresa. Hi, Lisa. I'm very excited to be here this evening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm I'm always um, glad to have you share with us. Um, And we will be taking calls later on in the show, so if you would like to call in with questions and participate in the conversation, that number is 347-237-4518. That's 347-237-4518. This evening's program we will be talking about how God specializes in dreams. I dedicated a whole chapter in my book, Destiny Awaits, The Pouring Out of Wisdom for Humanity to Drink, about dreams. I feel it is vital to know and understand that we all have dreams and how we have the power within us to manifest those dreams. This evening, we will be uh, talking with two very, very special people who are going to share with us how they made their dreams into a reality. In a few minutes, we'll be talking with Mr. Don Lawrence, who is the founder and CEO of the Lawrence Companies LLC. He is a real estate investor, coach, trainer, and public speaker, and is a self-made millionaire. Also sharing with us this evening is Mrs. Miriam Bryce, who is a poet and a new author of the book, Gifted Words, Poems of Promise and Praise. We will be speaking with Miriam later on in the program. I believe that tonight's conversation is going to be very empowering and inspiring, so I extended the time a bit, just a bit, so that we would be able to really get deep into the topic of manifesting our dreams. So let's get started and make the most out of the time uh, that we have together. All right, so Miss Teresa Hamilton, how are you this evening? Well, I'm doing very well, and I'm just excited to have another Monday evening with a Date with Destiny radio show. So it's very exciting, and I'm very happy uh, to hear how well the show is doing, and it's just been a lot of fun for me. So thank you for inviting me again. 
Well, thank you so much for coming back on and, and spending your time with us. Um, we I know that I've had you on before, and you talked briefly about MIH um, making it happen and uh, and what it was, um, but I want you to talk more extensively on exactly what um, MIH is and how it got started and what it is you do. Um, uh, a little bit of detail. MIH, or Making It Happen Incorporated, is basically a consultant, consulting firm that helps people transfer, transform whatever dream they may have into reality. So if you want to be a self-publisher, if you want to obtain a patent, if you want to start a business, if you want to do become an actor, anything that you want to do, we believe in helping people fulfill those dreams. And so we got started in 2004, and initially it started out as just a, a, a woman's group. And we met uh, once a month. Uh, I, was, I had a fellow friend, Victoria Moore, and we each just invited about uh, six of our good friends to meet and join up for uh, uh, some light refreshments and just have discussions around what it is that we want to do. And so mm-hmm. that's essentially how the group got started. And um, from there, uh, we took it. It was just pretty much a social group that then morphed into an actual business. And so okay. now we're still, uh, uh, we've been around for, uh, like I said, since uh, just a, a little bit close to uh, 10 years now mm-hmm. uh, and just wow. continue to make it happen. Years? Almost. We're getting there, and that's my wow. goal is to get to the, the decade mark. <laughs> but we're getting close. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now um, tell me, um, I know that we meet um, every uh, month on the third Saturday of every month. Yes. So tell us a little bit about those meetings. Well, those meetings are mainly a networking uh, group meeting, and so what we do is we do two things in that meeting. One is we always start with prayer and trying to put, we always believe the core values of the group is essentially to put God first because we believe we have super supernatural power when we do place God first um, mm-hmm. or believing in that universal power that can propel us forward and, and allows us to believe in ourselves. So once we do that, there are two primary goals that we're interested in completing for that meeting. One is each of us, and usually there are anywhere from 20, I'd say about 20 to 30 people in the group, and we start off with our, we talk about what has occurred for the month and what any special challenges we're facing as to whether or not, uh, for example, we have one uh, woman who's going to be on this evening, Miriam Bryce. She came to the group and she wanted to to start her own poetry or have her own poetry book. And so in writing the book, we talk about in her process, what are your challenges? What are you doing? What are your, what are some of the pitfalls? What do you need assistance in? So we have discussions all around that. And then the nice piece of it is that, once we talk amongst ourselves, then at the end of the session or toward the end of the session, we set individual goals. So most of about the 30 people will take a piece of paper and just write down what their goals are for the next month. And so mm-hmm. that's one facet of it. And then the second facet is that once we write our goals down, then we talk amongst ourselves. And usually after writing the goals, someone may say, well, I know someone who can help you with that problem or I have some resources here that could benefit you. And so then it becomes more of a networking session. So those are the pre- two primary goals and when we meet uh, during the monthly sessions. 
Okay. And um, so you meet at, and where do you meet on Saturdays? On the first Saturday? Uh, we generally we meet at Applebee's, and we started meeting there because, like I said, we try to keep it informal. There are times that you have meetings, and it's so stiff and stuffy, and we didn't want that kind of atmosphere. We come, mm-hmm. we wanted really a very laid back, relaxed atmosphere, and so that's one of the reasons why we're meeting at Applebee's currently. However, it, the group is growing by leaps and bounds that we have been sourcing for additional space because it's it's just getting too big to contain. So that's the good news for the organization. Okay. Okay, so now tell me um, again, um, it started about, what, 10 years ago? Oh, under, but closer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how did, but where Uh did you come up with the idea of it? What, what, you know, inspired you to to do this? Well, I I think I mentioned this before. I was a corporate researcher uh, for um, uh, one of the biggest research firms in the country, actually, and I was just not happy. So I would just go to work every day, and then my friend at the time, Victoria, would just have to hear horror stories about how I hated it there and how mm-hmm. I felt so empty, so un- unfulfilled. And it really wasn't the job itself. I loved the work. I love research. I I enjoyed it. I felt I had a knack for it. But as with many of your listeners, uh, it's never really the work, it's the people <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> or the process mm-hmm. within the job. And so mm-hmm. that was the thing that just every day I kept feeling like I was powerless to make mm-hmm. any changes or to do anything differently. And it wasn't about the money because generally people are always complaining that they don't have enough money. Well, I had more than enough money. I made over a hundred grand, and I would always get bonuses every year, and they could they could be as high as 30000 just for a bonus. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. wasn't the issue. The, the thing I struggled for was creative and independent freedom in what mm-hmm. I was doing. And mm-hmm. so it was that kind of difficulty that just one day I just said, I just can't take it anymore. But the one thing that I would do every day is I would pray to God and just ask for revelation as to what my next steps should be. And so that's when I am instructing I'm coaching people, I always tell them, listen to that small, still voice at all times, because mm-hmm. when you're listening to that voice, it will tell you what direction, which direction you need to head in eventually. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that was really the impetus. It's kind of like I was feeling frustrated, but not about the work, because mm-hmm. I felt like, um, like I said, I was a researcher and I enjoyed research. Uh, mm-hmm. It was mainly just that process, the bureaucracy bureaucracy coupled with people and I was in a position where I was middle management so I had people above me who didn't want me to go too far some Mm -hmm. of them and then I had people below me who were trying to break me down so it was always that kind of strife going on in the workplace that really propelled me to take Mm -hmm. a leap and to look to do something differently so that and and that can also um, be very stressful too Oh, it was. It was. I would wake up, and like I said, every morning I would just, and I know some of your listeners are feeling the same thing. Currently, you'll just get up, and you'll put one foot on the floor, and you're like, no, no, not again, not again. And you just, your day is ruined because you the way you're thinking before you even start 
But mm-hmm. uh, for me, I recognized very early on that this process or how my parents did it wasn't going to work for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I know my parents had always had very good parents, very hardworking parents, and they believed, oh, you work a job and you stay there and, you'll, you know, you continue to be a good worker. But I just knew, I felt this calling inside that this wasn't going to cut it for me. I couldn't mm-hmm. continue this process and live what I called a fulfilled life. So I needed okay. to make a change, and it was, like I said, my belief that helped me and God that helped me to make the change or foster the change. Mhm, mhm. And, you know, and, and talking with a lot of people, um, Teresa, I find that there are so many people that are not happy with their job. You know, they hate getting out of the bed in the morning. They just get tired of the same old, same old, same old routine day in and day out. And, I, Mm -hmm. you know, when I talk to them, when I hear them say this, well, you know me. So, you know, my Mm -hmm. first thing is, you know, in saying, well, you know, well, why do you continue to do something over and over again that you don't really enjoy doing? And, of course, you get the answer. You get the answer, well, you know, I don't have anything else to do. i got to pay the bills. we got to eat. Yeah, okay. But in the meantime and in between time while you're doing all of that, um, you can also look into something else where you can be fulfilled. You know, exactly. you don't have to. I think we forget that we do not have to stay in any circumstance um, that um, you don't want to be in. Exactly. You know, we have a, we have choices to make, and if you're not happy where you are, then do something different. Exactly, exactly. And I think that there's always a calling that resides in each and every one of us. Everyone who's listening today, there is a voice that you hear that is telling you, you know, either some of the, some people are in their the chosen professions already, and that mm-hmm. voice tells you stay where you are and just continue to propel forward. Some of us are not in the in the chosen profession, and we know we've got to do something differently. And I always tell people, you just need to recognize that there a change needs to be made because if you recognize that you do need to change, then that process starts to begin in you exactly um, to make that change. For example, you listening to this radio station this evening is an example of. I know I need to be doing something different. And, oh, wow, listen, listen they're, they're talking about transforming your dreams into reality. So those are the kinds of things that come into our lives just as a result of thinking differently. Yes, yes. And, and you know, the exciting thing about that is that most people want to change, but they just don't know how. They don't mm-hmm. know how to get started. And, and, the, and the biggest thing that I find is that they are afraid they are they have this fear of something different you yeah, know and they yeah. have a fear of you know um uh of dreaming big yeah. you know they don't believe yeah. that you know dreams well what do you mean dreams that's that's fairy yeah. tale stuff you know this is the real yeah. world you have to get a job a 9 to 5 and you know a great job that's got great benefits and you know you right. just get them there and you go to work every day and you take it and it's like they hear this you know we we've been taught these things we've been indoctrinated <laughs> mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. theory since childhood Right, you know, and, and we and weren't taught you... to be we weren't taught to be dreamers. We weren't taught to to think about our dreams and and that it's possible for them to manifest. 
Right. And, and Lisa, your point is very well taken about taught that theory. And yeah. a lot of the things that we've been taught are, I always like to think of life as paradigms. We're, we're experiencing in our economy right now a paradigm shift. Right mm-hmm. now there are people that are afraid that the jobs that they really don't like they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. And, and there have been a number of, of people who have already lost their jobs. And mm-hmm. so the economy is changing. There's, there is, there's I believe, a transformation occurring throughout our culture. We're in a much more global, you know, we're dealing with globalization, which means that there, we're getting resources, labor, everything. Not The U.S. had a, a huge foot in everything, and so we could afford to spread the wealth around. But now mm-hmm. we're getting cheap labor, labor of the countries and so forth. So the key is is that as the world changes, we need mm-hmm. to recognize that there is a shift going on mm-hmm. and then adapt accordingly. And one yeah. of the things that we know about people that are successful, like the Bill Gates of the world and the, the, the Buffets of the world and the uh, I think it's Suckerman, Facebook uh, owner mm-hmm. of the world, is that they are doing things. That the way that they ended up with their success is they ended up doing things that they love to do. To do, exactly. Is, and they were 100% creators, not yes. partial creators. And yes. so that once we understand that we were, my biggest understanding this year, if there was a revelation that I mm-hmm. found, it is this. It is that we are created in the image of God, God created us in his image. What does that mm-hmm. mean? We're natural-born mm-hmm. creators. And exactly. that there's something that always thrives, uh, uh, rises up within us, in us to create. And unless yeah. we're creating, that's why you have so many people that are unhappy, yeah. that are on drugs, that are not yeah. really moving in the direction that they should be, because that creative side that is, I believe is a natural thing that resides in us is mm-hmm. not occurring. Exactly, Teresa. And you know, I I can I can attest to that because I know for me, I am a, I am a creative being, and when I you know I love to when I'm creating whether it's um um a blog, this radio show, <laughs> um, um a, a flyer or anything. When I'm in that creative mode, I'm at my happiest because I'm able mm-hmm. to you know see something that that was a thought in my head. You know, now it's it's a reality. You know what I mean? So for yeah. me, you know, I realize that, you know, um, a lot of people, when I talk to them, when they come to me or they hear me talk about purpose or they read my book, um, a lot of people yeah. who've read my book and, you know, they do the exercises in the, uh, that I have at, at the end of each chapter, they now discover their purpose, and I tell them all yeah. the time, your purpose, it's not, it's not difficult. It's not rocket science. Yeah. We always think that, oh, you know, I'm, that's that's got to be something very hard because I don't know what my purpose is. I didn't even realize I had a purpose for my life. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you do, and that purpose is something so easy. It's yeah, something that you already have within you that you mm-hmm. already have done a thousand gazillion times and you don't mm-hmm. even recognize that that is your purpose. Yeah, And we that's get excellent. afraid. We, we, yeah, we start to get afraid. We start to fear um, because, for example, several, several years ago, I have uh, had people tell me what my gifts were. You know, you, ha- you have a gift mm-hmm. of, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have this gift, you have that gift. And I'm look, thinking about that, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, you fell, okay, thank you. But, you know, it's like you hear it, and then it goes in one ear and out the other. 
because that's something that's so easy, just became so natural to me that I didn't yeah. really look at that as it being a quote unquote gift or my purpose until I started really seeking <laughs> and yes. asking, okay, to be shown what my purpose is. And then I was amazed at, you know, how that just fell into place and how it came together. Mm-hmm. And it was so easy. It was effortlessly. Yes, yes, that's excellent. And the and your point is, is very well taken in that one of the things I discovered in this path just to make the leap from a corporate world where I there was all it was about process which process is very necessary it doesn't escape us we still have to engage in process but we Mm -hmm. have to allow the creative process to bend according to the to to the human needs of that process and not the opposite exactly Exactly. Right. Well, you know, we have a person, um, uh, one of our guests that I want to uh, bring into the conversation now, um, Mr. Don Lawrence. And uh, I'm, I'm not even going to go into how we met Don um, until we get him on the phone because his story is just so amazing. And he is um, a person who, you know, uh, we've helped actually discover to discover what his purpose is, and he has not looked back since. <laughs> <laughs> he has been walking in that thing and and just loving life, and he's just a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, so um, I would like to now uh, just bring him online to share some mm-hmm. things with us. Mr. Um, Don Lawrence, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, How are you guys Don, doing how are evening? you? Doing well. We're doing well. It's good to hear your voice, Don. <laughs> Same to you. It's so good that you uh, that you came on to share with us this evening. Um, and your story is, is one, Don, where I believe people need to hear because, you know, you were one of the people that we were talking about as far as just, you know, doing something to exist. And it was good, and I'm not even going to go through, you know, through all of that. I'll let you tell it. But okay. just briefly tell us right now what you do now. Well, what I do now, I'm a full-time real estate investor. I buy and fix houses and flip houses. I also buy houses to own and rent. So that's okay. my primary business. And, of course, um, I have other interests and endeavors as it pertains to um, writing a book and some other things with public speaking and so on. But my primary uh, function right now is uh, real estate. Okay. Now, would you say that you are walking in your purpose and living your dream? I would say absolutely, and I really thank to you and uh, many years of um, studying and reading and and so on, but you were the catalyst that just kind of put everything together for me one evening just a few years ago, and um, when you're ready, I'll I'll go into that a little bit more, but uh, yes, I am. Well, we're ready. We're ready. So tell everyone how we met and and what was the deciding factor in discovering your purpose. Great. Well, where we met, it was interesting. I went to the doctor's office, and I met Teresa there, and she was reading a book, and I believe it was uh, Gary Campbell, The Chicken Soup of the Soul, if I'm not mistaken. And it always fascinated me by what people read, and I'm a big avid reader. I probably read four books at least a month. And I was looking at it, I said, what are you reading? And we began a conversation, and uh, we just kind of hit it off immediately. And so we exchanged business cards, and at that time I was selling legal services, and um, I like to talk a lot and told her I enjoy public speaking and getting in front of a group and so on. She said, oh, well, we have this, this 
program. We have this business with these ladies, and she started telling me about making it happen, and it was really interesting. And she said, we should get together. And she called me, I don't know, maybe a week later, and suggested that I meet some of her friends, you, uh, Lisa, as well. And we met at the Panera Bread. And that evening, it was really great to meet everyone. And I was there really to to talk to you guys about what I was doing and thought maybe I might be able to help you in uh, some of your business endeavors having to do with legal. And you looked at me and you said, Don, why are you doing what you're doing? I'm like, well, what do you mean? You're like, you know that you're you're missing your calling. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Why are you chasing a dollar? And I said, well, I really didn't think I was chasing a dollar, but I, I, I like things. I like nice cars and nice houses and stuff. So, I mean, that sounds like a fair deal. But why are you doing it? And I'm like, well, I really don't know. And it was just almost like you smacked me between the eyes and said, you know, you, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. What you're supposed to be doing is what you know in your heart you're supposed to be doing. And I said, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't know how to make a living at it. And then that's when you began to encourage me to really look into that deeper. And I went home, and I had such a hard time just sleeping and just uh, just trying to function the, the next day at work. And I was like, man, you know, I really am not having fun selling legal services. <laughs> you know? But I'm well, really doing minute, it. But wait a minute. So, so you were actually selling. Now, what was it? It was legal services? Yeah, legal services. It's like legal an insurance services. for legal okay. services. And, and and I have to just, just stop you for a second because I want my my audience to understand this. When you when I met you at Panera Bread, you were excited and enthusiastic about those legal services, and you mm-hmm. were just telling us all about your business, and you were a great did a great job at it. And you know, and I and I just kept listening to you and listening to you, and then you know we we veered off of that conversation, and then we started talking about you know our our, our private lives a little bit, and you were sharing with me some of the other things that you were doing and that that you like to do mm-hmm. and then you know all of a sudden it hit me as I'm listening to you talk I'm like this man is phenomenal why is he selling <laughs> legal services and that's when I that's when I said to you wait a minute hold and, and, and I think I cut you off actually in the middle of you you trying to show us something and I was <laughs> yes, like you did. Um, <laughs> we don't need legal services let's move on to something else um, hello, Don. Uh, why are you doing this? <laughs> that's exactly and then that's right. When you shared with me, and you said, "Well," and I think you said to me, "Like, well, what do you? What, well, what should I be doing?" I said, "You are a motivational speaker." And you <laughs> yeah. looked at me like that's I exactly had thrown right. two heads. You were like, "Yeah." Oh my God! How did you know that? How did you know that that's what I really <laughs> want to do with my life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you definitely had an inside track on that one. Yeah, so I really am excited that um, you were inspired to. So tell me what you've been doing since then. Well, from from the uh, meeting, the encounter with uh, you and uh, Teresa, and it was just amazing. I just really began to think about, well, I really want to get up in front of the group. I want to be able to speak, but I want to be able to speak about something that matters. I just, you know, mm-hmm. who is Don Lawrence? Who's going to listen to me? And I have right. to, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of things that have happened in my life, and I've had a lot of challenges I've overcome, and there's a lot of things I could speak of, but I needed to have something that I was a platform that I could speak with intelligence that would matter to someone listening, that they would be able to to imp- impact their lives in such a way that would make them even more positive and being able to make a, a better living and a, just a better life. And then mm-hmm. I, I know a lot about real estate. I've been a contractor since I was 19. I'm 51 now, and uh, so it's at 31 years. And 
So I know a lot about houses, and I thought, well, you know, so many times I tried to get money to buy real estate, and I just never was able to really um, get the bank to finance, or it was just a bad time. I can't tell you the amount of times I've driven down the road and saw a lot, and I said to my wife, you know, I could put 10 houses on that land if I could just get the money, and then I'd go by a year later, and somebody put 10 houses on that land because they got the money. <laughs> it used to mm-hmm, frustrate mm-hmm, me so much, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But after the conversation, I really began to really open up to the laws of attraction, if you will, and I just said, you know mm-hmm. what, there, there's people out there that have money. It's just that they're not getting very much interest on it. You've got a money market of, uh, what, a quarter percent or something. So I started thinking about who do I know that has money? And I always like to tell the story. I got up one morning, I looked in the mirror, and I saw me looking back at me. But the next morning I got up, and I saw a real estate investor. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how did that guy get there? <laughs> you know? right, right. So, and I just stepped over what I refer to as the thinking line. And I stepped over the line. There's this blank slate of possibility. And I began to think, well, what do I do now? I'm a real estate investor. And that's when I started thinking about funding. And literally within six days of phoning people and just talking to people that I knew, like doctors and lawyers and people like that, Within six days, I raised a million and a half dollars in cash to buy real estate, and wow. that's been almost two years ago. And we've uh, flipped wow. more than two th- two million dollars worth of property, and wow. I haven't put a dime of my own cash into those um, deals. And I've actually had other people. Um, as a matter of fact, when we had the seminar. Um, in October, I met a young lady mm-hmm. that came up with me afterwards and said, hey, I have a little bit of money, and uh, you have the skills and the ability. Why don't we get together? And we actually started a new company called Lemoore Properties, and we we are now wow. presently have a house on the market right now that we are flipping together. So wow, that just came that as a result awesome. of that that simple conversation, that simple encounter meeting that we had that spurred a thought, and uh, you know, I began to move in the, the desired uh, direction, and now the results are just beginning to really come along, and it's just it's going fantastic. And you wow. know, you said something so profound when you said, and I love that. I absolutely love it. You said that when you looked up, you got up one morning and you looked in the mirror, and it, you know, when you first looked in the mirror, you just saw yourself looking back at you, right? Which yes. I thank God it was it was you and nobody else. But, um, <laughs> so you were yeah. looking at yourself in the mirror, and you saw, and then the next time you looked, you saw a real estate investor. Mm-hmm. And that right there is is so key because it's all in how you perceive and see yourself. Absolutely. And once you decided to look at yourself and put yourself in the shoes of a real estate investor, that is the way the direction your thoughts started turning to. And exactly. then the universe started shifting mm-hmm. on your behalf. And then the next thing you know, you're starting to think along those lines. And then and you were just drawing, manifesting things. Things started coming to you um, dealing with real estate investments. Exactly. You and, become and, you know, what you and think it's not, about most. Say that again? You become what you think about what most. You think about, that's right, and people need to understand that fact. It's, it's, it's so important that whatever you – and it's true. Whatever you think about, you bring about. So if you're thinking that you can't, well, you're right. You can't. But if you think that you can, you will, I believe, then you're right again. So it's all a matter of what you are thinking. Yes, it so is. I love that, Don. I do. That that right. is awesome. So so tell me now. I mean, tell me about your speaking business. I mean, are you out there? You know, 
because I just want to say this real quick. Last year we um, we had our seminar in October, and we have another one coming up this October. But Don was a speaker, and Don, you just wrecked the place. It was yes, awesome. Yes, yes, you are phenomenal. Um, yes. And look, we're going to try to extend, make you know, give everybody else, give everybody a little bit more time this time because the time goes by so fast. Yes, it does. I need a whole lot more minutes. <laughs> and it's been twenty. I love to talk. <laughs> and you're good at it. You're so Thank good you. at it. So, but I just want to know. Um, tell us, you know, as far as that part of you know your purpose and everything. How's that been going for you? Well, actually, what I'm doing right now is um, preparing to move in that direction. And, and what I mean by that, I have, uh, you know, I do the Toastmasters. I enjoy going and uh, uh, working with the Toastmasters organization, and that really is mm-hmm. good for training. Uh, but I also know that many people, just at, like yourself, uh, that launch a speaking career, many times they launch it off of a book. And right. so I'm actually working on two type books. One has to do uh, with the situation my wife and I went through. And that book, uh, I actually went back and re- started reading rewriting the book several weeks ago and okay. I I actually eliminated a lot that I was uh putting in the book because and, and I don't want to just we don't have enough time to talk about it tonight but there's a whole different feeling that I have about what that situation was so I, I eliminated a lot of the stuff that was more of an anger and a venting and now it's mm-hmm. more about forgiving and changing and I think it should Wonderful. be a lot more positive uh, influence on people's lives and so I'm, I'm finishing the book I've been writing it and I work on it as a matter of fact when uh, we uh, get off the show tonight I'll be uh, working on it as, as well I'm trying to eliminate more of the news programs I'm watching things like that I spend more time working uh, on the book so that I have something to speak about and then I'm also writing a program that's going to be, uh, it's, it's three three things and it really it boils down to riches by choice because just as you said, when you make that choice and you change and begin to move in that desired uh, direction and that's going to be, you know, uh, um, first of all, it's inspiration. Why am I inspired to do what I'm going to do? And then there's mm-hmm. implementation. Yeah. How do I do it? Get their skills to do it. And then lastly, celebration and give something back. And that's that's the kind oh, of wow. So that's, that's where good. I'm moving in. I can't wait to speak. As a matter of fact, um, I, I wrote a letter the other evening because I have an ostomy. I have a bag on my side. I've had it since 1992. And I just had some uh, really great news the other day about what had happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually um, – I wrote a letter to the people that make the bags that I wear and to to request that they allow me to come in and perhaps speak at maybe a convention or something like that to really let those people know that when they go to work in the morning and whether they're putting little circles on this and little tabs on that, these people matter because of what they do and what they provide has given me my life to where I can live a complete normal life because I'm not tied to or tethered to my house. You know, so yeah, these yeah. are some of the, the things I'm moving in that direction. But definitely the uh, the public speaking, I mean, when I think about it, when I, I just feel it deep in my being is what yeah. I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. You know, so yeah. there's no question yeah. that is definitely within my purpose. And, uh, yeah. in fact, I've actually thought often about maybe what I should be doing is the public speaking and earning the income from there to, re- to, to invest in the real estate. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's kind of like a thinking as well. But, yes, definitely it's, uh, you and uh, Teresa has made a huge impact on my life, and I appreciate you guys for that. Yeah. Uh, well, we yes. thank and I have, you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, Lisa, I have just one question. I think you, you touched on this a little bit, Don, but I'd like you to elaborate a lot of times when it when it comes to moving out of our comfort zone and any type of venture, whether it's business or, like you said, uh, writing a book, the first thought that comes to people's mind is, I don't have the money. Can you mm-hmm. speak to the process uh, for you 
uh, about money and how you have changed your thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. I appreciate that question. Uh, you know, it's so funny because when I think about doing something now, the last thing that enters my mind is the money. The money mm-hmm. will come. And, and it's like that thing, if you build it, they will come. And I'll give you a real quick example. My wife and I, we live in the Pasadena area, and we really want to move out in a nice place where there's some land. So we were driving out in the country uh, two weeks ago, and uh, we drove down this beautiful driveway. It's exactly what my wife and I want. We love history. We live, this is a an 18 or a 1741 manor house on 31 acres of land. Mm. So we drive up there, and we just bought a new convertible, and we're driving around and just having a good old uh, baby boomer day, if you will. <laughs> you <know>? so, <laughs> uh, we we drive up, we go in the circular driveway, and this older gentleman he's out there with his, uh, I guess his grandson, and uh, I pull up. Well, by now they'd seen us, so uh, my wife's like, "Oh, so let's get out of here." I'm like, "No, let's just talk to the guy," you know. So he invited us in, and he's like, "Oh, wow." So well, how much are they asking for the house? And he said two million dollars. And my wife, I looked at her at the corner of my eye, and I could see she's like, "Oh my gosh, two million dollars!" I'm thinking that's not bad. <laughs> you know? so, yeah, two million dollars for thirty acres in a beautiful place like this. So then I walked through the house, and uh, the gentleman took me through, and uh, he told me all about the house. It was just absolutely stunning. Seven uh, fireplaces, four bedrooms, ten oh. foot ceiling, just gorgeous. Everything my wife and I always wanted. So I asked the gentleman. Now this is the way. When you think about money, where does the money come from? I asked him, would there be any owner financing consideration involved? And uh, he said, well, I don't know. He said, the kids really don't need the money. He says, so they may do that. So then I drive out of there. My wife looks at me and she says, Don, there's nobody on the planet like you. <laughs> she <laughs> says, you're crazy. You just drive up and walk in and invite yourself into the house, and he takes you through. So I said, I well, what do you think? You think you'd like to have that house? She said, I can't wrap my head around that. Now, that's the right. key. I can't visualize it. I can't see it. And I begin to say, well, what what if they were willing to do an owner financing? And then I did some research and found that the house was on sale since October of '09. So what that tells me is they're willing, more than likely, to work a, a deal better than if they would if it was just on the sale for the last 30 days. So then I thought, well, maybe they'd be interested in renting it with an option to buy. And that big piece of land, I could rent parts out to the a farmer, and there's five horse barns, and I could rent those out for a thousand dollars, you know, and I could put right. a nursery. And I started reading research and nurseries and what kind of profit that goes into that. And literally, you can take that piece of property and turn it into a business that pays for itself. You get the house for free, and you start a new business. So that's wow. what you have to think about money. You just don't think with blinders. You think, look, there are possibilities everywhere. And if you release that and say, I want it, what are yeah. the ways I can make it happen? And that's oh and the money God. will come. The money will I come. I love it. I love it. And you know what, Teresa? I think we've just found our new um, retreat, a uh, place to go for our women's retreat, Don's oh, new home. Yes, so, yes. Don, you're putting our bid <laughs> exactly. in now. <laughs> you you, you made money on the call in. already. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I said he's yeah. already made money off of us. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. I think that is, that is so awesome. But, but see, and that's the key that it's our mentality, isn't it? It's all yeah. in the way we choose to look at things um and we have to stop thinking that our god is so is is small you know god yeah. is not a small Absolutely. god god is a big god and and anything that our minds can think of he can think of a gazillion times over that Absolutely. You know, and do you ever reckon, do you ever realize too? You you pay attention to sometimes you when you when you pray for something and you get it. Isn't it sometimes better than what you thought you were you wanted in the first place? Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's like we think it, and that's all we need to do. And then the next thing you know, you know, we get more 
than what we bargained for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So I, it's amazing. You know, I, I want, I've always wanted a Corvette, and uh, I came across this uh, person at the church who had a really nice, totally restored, I mean, cherried out Corvette. I was like, wow, what a cool car. You know, I'd love to have a car like that. Well, one day he asked me if I would um, write a contract for doing some uh, garage work and some things he wanted done on his house. Well, he went and got the loan. I saw him at a party. And I remember the laws of attraction, you know, I, oh, I kept thinking about what, yes. how, how can I get that Corvette? How can I get a Corvette like uh-huh. that, you know? And uh, so I saw him at his father's birthday party, and he says, I said, hey, did you get that loan? He said, yeah, but I don't have time to work on the building now. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I said, you supply the materials. I'll come and do the work, and you give me the keys to that nice Corvette over there. He goes, okay, you got a deal. I'm like, are you kidding me? So like a couple of days later, <laughs> right. he, he calls me up, and he says, hey, man, you're going to come up here and sign this contract? I'm like, what do you mean? He says, I thought you were going to work for the Corvette. Well, let me tell you i took off for eight weeks worked at this house now of course i had to drive limousines part-time because my wife would have thrown me out if i just worked for a car so i had to bring in some income so i went to work for uh for a limousine company i worked at this house for eight weeks when i got done he gave me the keys to that corvette and i went right down to the dmv and i got the tag on it says r-e-s-u-l-t-s results wow god (laughs) and i had eight weeks (laughs) just about nine ten weeks after i thought it it became reality there you yeah, go. Yeah. And that's and that's yeah. the way it happens, folks. It's just like that. It's not rocket yeah. science. It's not, you know, I got to, oh, you know. It's just like that. You mm-hmm. you have not because you ask not. And, Don, you and I are so much alike in that because, you know, I operate the same way. If I see something, you know, and I want it and I just envision it, and yep. if somebody is around that thing at that particular time, I'm like, okay, how can I get that? I want that. You know, what can I do? What can I do to have that thing right there? Exactly. You know, and then they just start talking, yeah. and it's like, you know, next thing yeah. you know, it's mine. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, so I just want, you know, for everyone, everybody that's listening in to know that, you know, it's it's not hard. It's not hard at all. We make it We make it hard. Right. You know, when we and just what we do. Right, and then more than that, um, I think one of the things I I love, like I said, when you're on this process and you're walking hand-in-hand with God, one of the things that he does is he prepares you. And if you listen to Don speak, he talked about he he was at Toastmasters. He he had training in real estate uh, Mm -hmm. from a very young age. So Mm -hmm. all the while, before he even knew really fully, what he was to do, he was in training for it. He was in exactly. training for it. And exactly. being prepared for it. Right. It's yeah. like Earl Nightingale said that the what is true success? The definition of success is the is the progressive realization of a worthy goal. It's moving towards wow. that, doing the thing that it takes yeah. to get there. And you'll exactly. experience success every step of the way. Every yeah. step of the way. That is so true. Excellent. Well, Mr. Don Excellent. Lawrence, I really appreciate you so yes. much. And thank you so <laughs> well, thank much you, for coming on and sharing with us. I'm going to have you back again one day because I want to know, well, look, when you buy the house, you know, <laughs> okay. that's when I'm going to bring you back on because I want everybody to hear, yes, we got it, you know. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> so well, you got thank it. You thank you again you. so much, yeah. okay, and thank you enjoy you. the rest of your evening. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye-bye. Isn't that awesome? Yes, yes. He's I mean, an awesome and, personality. And, and, you know, I, I believe wholeheartedly, um, Teresa, that we it's already in us. 
It's already yeah. in us. It's just up to us to decide to seek it out. And you said something very profound as well. You know, like, for example, here I find myself back into broadcasting. Well, I started yeah. out in broadcasting. I went to school for broadcasting, and when I, I got my first internship at a radio station, I got hired there. You know, I did radio for a little bit, then I went into television, then I went into film and videos and so on and so forth. And then when I got out of that, you know, life continued to spiral in a direction that a whole different direction that I wasn't expecting, which was marketing and promotions and PR. And all of that stuff landed me back full circle to this. Yeah which is yes, what yes. I loved from since I was a kid. Yes. And yes. and remember, um, it was over, where are we at? What's this month? We are in May. Okay, so last yes. year when I got interviewed, um, I was asked to be uh, interviewed um, on one of the local radio stations okay. about yes. my book, and yes. it wasn't until I sat down and I started speaking into that microphone, I felt at home. I felt like, wow. oh, my gosh, I I love this. I forgot how much yeah. I really, really enjoyed doing this. And then remember, and you were a part of this, because when I got back, yeah. when I got off of that station, I called you. I said, Teresa, I'm so excited because it was like a light bulb went off. You know, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I need to get back to that. That's what I really love to do. So yeah. we have to we have to stop looking at it like it's so difficult, like it's so hard, like it, it's it's not. It's something that's already in you that you already either have done or you're still doing it and you just don't recognize it. It's your passion. Yes, and one of the things I want to add about you uh, starting the radio station is that I recall we were at the Making It Happen meeting shortly mm-hmm. thereafter, and we always write our goals down, and I remember you writing down, that you wanted to have your own radio station. Mm-hmm. And my only concern I think I gave you as as advice was that I said, Lisa, I want you to 100% to own that radio station. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you want to have that freedom to be creative and to do whatever you want. I just dropped that in your spirit to just think bigger than you could ever think. And then I think at that meeting you networked with someone and in networking is when you, who you're a great researcher, you started to research some things, and the things that you researched allowed you to be here today. And the exactly. most important thing is it, it, it was already God-ordained uh, exactly. for you to be where you are. And like you exactly. said, you have truly come full circle. Yeah, and and, and, and most people that yeah, and most people that we have talked with, Teresa, if you you know, most of them find themselves now in their lives that they too have come full circle. It's like yeah. people are moving that that have moved away, you know, they're coming back. Um yeah. and they're coming back to the same neighborhoods, you know, yeah. that they yeah. that they left from. And a lot of people, you know, and I I can't even um just like the numbers just astound me at how many people have recreated themselves. Yeah, you know because yeah. you know there's some of us who are free spirited where it's like you know what I, I I'm not I'm not digging this I don't I don't like this right so you know I'm going to do something mm-hmm. different and we automatically jump but then there are those yeah. who are a little bit slower to jump you know <laughs> but then there are those who don't take the leap at all 
But what I'm finding is that there are a lot of people now that are coming full circle in their lives and they're coming back home and they're just recreating themselves and starting their own businesses. Yes, yes. And it gets back to part of being an entrepreneur is is owning, owning, owning who you are. And so every day, one of the things that I, as I was listening to Don and as I know your story very well, is that once you step out on faith, to do what God has ordained you to do. He'll make you the head and not the tail. And then you will discover that you're not just an entrepreneur. You're a writer. You're a public speaker. You are a community activist. You'll Mm -hmm. start adding things to the back of your name, and you're like, gosh, I never knew this existed, but I've always had this desire that was very deep within me. And I think that that's the beauty. It's like you're not just a flower with one petal. You know, you end up flowering, and there are many petals to who you are. And that's what gives you the peace and the joy that we so seek, and Mm -hmm. then, you know, for us. So I just think it's just such a wonderful process. And like I said, I thank God every day for just the peace, the eternal peace that I have that resides in me. Exactly. And now um, I want to bring in our next guest, which uh, Miss Miriam Bryce, who is a brand-new author. And um, she is the title of her book, again, let me, let me go back and pull that up, um, is she, she's a poet, an absolutely yeah. anointed and gifted poet. And the yeah. name of her new book is called Gifted Words. Poems of yeah. prom- Promise and Praise. So, Miss Miriam Bryce, welcome to A Date with Destiny. How are you this evening? I'm very well. Thank you. So I'm very well Bryce. and pleased to hear your voice. Oh, well, we're so pleased to hear yours. <laughs> and we're still beaming from that awesome book signing oh, yeah. that you had a couple yeah. weeks ago. How are you feeling about all of this? I'm on top of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And, you know, I was, let I me was just so give everyone a little so uh, bit of background up. about Miriam. We met Miriam last year at that same um that same seminar that Don had spoke about in October, which is our yearly uh, seminar that we that we host, and um, Miriam was there. And at the towards the end, Miriam came up. She was so excited, and she's like, "Well, I want to. How do you become an author? I just think that is so awesome. And how do you do this? And how and how and how and how and how?" So we were talking to Miriam, and um, we, uh, you know, of course, you know, gave out our business cards. And then the next thing you know, she's coming to our monthly meetings and from the monthly meetings i'm not even going to you tell us what those meetings did for you oh they were such a great encouragement i mean Mm -hmm. i I said i'm sitting here i said good grief i'm sitting around the table with all these important entrepreneurs and business people and it's just me Mm -hmm. And, and, and you guys pushed me to want to do better and want to do more and and I, I met uh, my publisher there, and and yeah. and he just kept, you know, and, and everything just fell into place. I already had the poems and everything typed up, and then from October to to now, it, it was so fa- it was so fast. Everything just came together, mm-hmm. and you guys yeah. such an encouragement. Um, and then I went and a business license. It's I wonderful. Have a company, it's called Miriam. 
Why yeah. Miriam stands for, um, stands for My Inspired Readings, Inward Acts, Miriam. Okay, wow. and then you just started the company when? Uh, I started the company last month. Last month, okay. <laughs> yes, last okay. month. Yeah, I went down and, there and I started the I didn't know what I was doing. God said, you know, get your business license. So, okay, I'm going to do that. Right. <laughs> Everything else is going to fall into place later on. Exactly. So now tell me, Miriam, did you always have a dream of writing a book? Well, I, I always wrote. I, I remember I was thinking my first the first poem that I wrote was in fourth grade, and it was, I wish I was a butterfly. And then <laughs> since then, you know, I was always inter- <laughs> I was always interested in in music and, and writing, and and then you know later on I, I started tinkling on the piano with the keys. You know, I got into music. I started playing the clarinet, and um, I played that. And then I started writing. I realized I could write music, and then I started wow. writing. I had a, a I was involved with a, a gospel group called the VHWs, and mm-hmm. I wrote the music and the uh, the lyrics, the songs that we sang. Wow. And then we got into another group called For Christ Only, and mm-hmm. uh, I helped write some of those songs. So, mm-hmm. And after that, I was like, oh, wow, I, I, this is what I want to do. And someone told me if you think, and think, if you wake up in the morning thinking about something and you go to sleep thinking about it, that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. And I've, and, and I've had millions of jobs, but I wasn't happy Unless I was writing. Mhm. 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 So, and, and then the so, jobs, the, the all the different jobs that you had, you know, they were just jobs. Right. They, they, you know, it was just something to do. You know, something. You know, passing the time away. I'm, I'm, I'm making a living, but I wasn't happy. Right. I was happiest with that pen in my hand. You know, writing down <laughs> thoughts and 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 you know, writing notes. The the, the writing of the notes that that. You know, started this, but the, uh, the writing the words and 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 then I tried to get away from rhyming, but I couldn't help it. <laughs> I like <the> rhyme. <laughs> right, right. But, but you um, know what? Then then I was realizing, okay, you know, after it, I said, uh, well, where did this come from? I I don't I don't even remember. This doesn't look like something I wrote. And then I started realizing that the God in me was was you know creating what I was writing and and because. Wow. Some of the words I didn't even understand, so mm-hmm. I, I knew wow. it wasn't me. Right. I was so happy. Was, oh yes, this is what I'm going to do. And in October, a friend of mine she took me to a meeting. She said, "Mary, you always want to write. Okay, let me take you to this meeting." And I went to the <laughs> meeting and I met, make it happen. I said, oh, "I want to join. I want to be a part. I want to be a part." And I met everyone and. And everything just started coming out. It's still things just coming out. You know, every now and then a, a poem will come out, and I have to call Lisa. I have to call Teresa and share and, and, and say, how did you Awesome. And it's such a great encouragement. And, oh, uh, God is so awesome in my life. And I yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what, Miriam? Um, you know I'm not going to let you get off of here until you do one of your poems <laughs> for us, right? I mean, I, I may not have um, prepared you for that, but you're all, you're supposed to always be prepared. You're a poet now, you know, and people are going to be like, "Well, can you can you say what can you say one of your poems for us, Miriam?" Uh oh, and you know Uh-oh. what? Something told me to have my book in front of me, just in case. 
just yes. in case. So, but before we get to you, uh, before we get to that, I just want to reiterate that um, how the dream inside of you, you know, look how long it took actually for that to manifest, but it really didn't take that long until you really fully decided that that's what you wanted to do. And once you made up your mind, it went fast, didn't it? Yes, it, it was. It was stepping out on faith. It was, you know, uh, it was like a discipline thing. Okay, Miriam, yeah. get it together. This is what you uh-huh. want to do. You have to get it together. You know, I had to let go of some things that you know I was coveting, and uh-huh. and I had to let go of some some you know some things and people around me. I mean, things change. You have to change in order to better change. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, so, well, you know, and, 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 go ahead. Okay, hello. so in order for me to, to better, hello? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so in order for me to better myself, it was some things that I had to change within myself. So, yeah. and like Don was saying, you know, you look in the mirror and you say, hmm, okay, it's all, okay, it's, it's i got to change. Some things, yeah. you know, you got to start taking off and, and dropping off and, putting behind you in order to move forward. And that's yeah. what it was. It was it was just finding myself deeper in, in God and and deciding to step out on faith no matter what because I had a lot of fears going on and mm-hmm. and you know fears of rejection and not being accepted. I had all those things going on. But you know faith can move. Yeah. Faith it can, can move mountains can it? Yes, yeah. it can move mountains. And just yeah. that tiny mustard seed faith, boom, you know, yeah. everything mm-hmm. just starts coming together. And it's and when really I, once I made that one step, the next, you know, the other foot just moved. And then, the yeah. other, and, and, you know, and I started walking, and I'm like, wow, this is yeah. great. Yeah, because yeah. I believe you sold 100 books in a matter of minutes, didn't you? Yes, I did. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even expect that. I was expecting to sell, you know, maybe 20, 30. I was happy. But oh, my God, I thought I need more books. You need yeah, more that's books. that's the last thing. That's and that's how thing. God yes, moves. And, 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 so and I have mm-hmm. to stress that, you know, that's how it works, folks. As soon mm-hmm. as you decide in your mind that this is what you want, it does it, it. It happens suddenly. It's one of those things that happens just like that. It doesn't take, you know, forever. And and I have to stress this too because it's just dropped into my spirit to say this: for those people who are out there, especially my my college students um, who are getting ready to graduate, who have already graduated, or who may only have like a year left to go. Um, and and I've met some super talented young people. I mean, absolutely yeah. fabulous in what they do. And but they 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 have this great talent in front of them, but they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe that they're talented enough. They're afraid to show people their work. They're afraid to step out there. They're just scared. And I'm thinking, "Oh my god, I wish that I had that kind of talent." <laughs> You know when I would well, I had my own talent, but they, you know, their 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 stuff is just so visible. Like if you saw some of the work that I see, it would just blow you mm-hmm. away. And you would think yeah. that someone with that kind of talent, what are you afraid of? You should be out here, you know, showing everybody, putting it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, whatever. 
but mm-hmm. they are afraid yeah, because, because they don't think they're good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing yeah, I wanted to share, I, Lisa, I, I agree. That was one of the things that helped yeah, me that is confidence. That, is I yeah. heard Miriam say, as well as Don, both of them talked about the mirror. And I wanted to point out one of the most awesome books that I read. It's called The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph mm. Murphy. So I would mm-hmm. challenge everyone to get that book. But Murphy suggests that usually one of the easiest things to do, he said, to make a a change, even when you can't see how the change is going to take place, is just to find a mirror and speak positive about yourself and the change you want to see. And just look at yourself in the mirror and speak out loud these words. So I would challenge your guests that if there's a book that you want to read about change and how to kind of what we have to overcome is ourselves, and how to overcome yourselves with your limited thinking is to pick up that book. And it's, again, The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph Love Murphy. Love that. Love that. Now, Miriam, well, I want you to hold on the line. Don't go anywhere. Um, I have a few callers sure. that have been waiting very patiently to get on and to speak. So um, I'm going to take this first caller, and let's see who this is. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello? Okay, I think that caller kind of hung up because he was waiting a little (laughs) bit too long. So in the meantime, what I'm going to do is have you read us one of your beautiful poems. Okay, I'm going to read um, What Kind of Shape Are You In? Mm, Okay. And each poem I uh, put a Bible verse to it, and the Bible verse is is, in, is found in Genesis, the first chapter, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. As you were talking uh-huh. about image. So it goes, the creator created a creature to take part in an omnipotent plan, an essence covered in clay, a soul covered in man, reaching down from heaven to create life from dirt, by molding and manipulating the ground and the earth, the bones, the blood vessels, the organs, and skin, a soul covered by dirt, what kind of shape are you in? Insignificant particles formed into flesh, watched over and taken care of, he knows what's best. The first noun is the plot, the location is temporary, and the destination is holy. Eternal, sanctuary, imagine soil, worthy of a crown, no dirt in heaven, only souls are heaven bound. So while encased in his image, wrapped in love, surrounded by grace and blessed from above, keep in mind the inside, the soul that lives within. Oh, and by the way, what kind of shape are you in? Mm, mm, mm. I'm snapping over here. I don't know if anybody can hear me, but I'm snapping my fingers. That is awesome. Excellent. 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 And, you know, and and I'm going to tell you, we are also planning to do a poetry slam. Um, Teresa and I have started uh, talking about that, and um, 
Miriam, you have inspired us to, to really put this together because we have been running into so many creative souls out there, and we just want to have a place that you know to showcase your talent. Um, and I just really appreciate you and thank you so much. That was beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That was thank absolutely you. beautiful. So I just want to take this time to to thank you so much for sharing this time with us, Miriam, and sharing your gift. Um, I hope that you continue to walk in your purpose, um, continue to do what you ha- are being led to do. Do not let anybody on the left, on the right, or the front of you or behind you deter you from doing what God has placed in your heart to do. You keep following your dream, and, and I, I just can't wait to see the great things that he has for you in the future. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. And and I really thank you and appreciate those motivate those motivating words because well, you know, and like things happen. So and and I appreciate I appreciate it. God is definitely doing something in my life, and when God is blessing, the devil's gonna test. Woo! Yeah, but all things <laughs> come to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they do. And you know what? It's funny you should mention that because, um, you know, in, in that chapter in my book that I, and I, that I write about, uh, that wrote about dreams, and uh, I, I was inspired by the book, uh, not book, but um, the story of Joseph, which is one of my mm-hmm. favorite uh, biblical characters because Joseph was the dreamer. You know, and one of the things I really enjoyed about Joseph's story is that Joseph walked all he knew how to do was to walk in what God gave him. All he knew how to do was to be what, you know, he knew how to be, which was a dream interpreter. And from that, he, you know, he had haters. I mean, and the and the main people that we think that would be beside us and be behind us and before us, which is our families, you know, sometimes they're the ones who are the very ones who turn against us. Because it's like, how dare you try to be something better? How dare you think that you can just do this and, and, and be somebody? You know, you're not anybody. Who think, who told you that you could write? Who told you that you could sing? Who told you that you could draw? And and we have to be so careful. We have to be so careful in not allowing anyone to deter us from our dream. Because remember yeah. this, God gave your dream to you. He spoke it into you. He didn't speak it to your your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your wife, your husband. He gave it to you. So it's not Correct. up to you to make them feel comfortable about your dream. <laughs> it's up to you to be obedient and follow that dream because what will happen is you will be blessed beyond your wildest imagination. And you know what? And everybody and, and else I, around I you will have to conform to that. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, you know, and and, and each day, each minute of the day, I, I feel it, and and God is like, it's, it's coming. You know, just open your eyes. You can see it. Just, just you know, just keep walking on the water. Just keep so walking. It's, it's on. coming. Just come on. <laughs> come, come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. You can do it. Yes, yes. And you know that within with the Making It Happen group, um, Teresa and myself, we are always here for you. 
So, you know, because yeah. it gets, you know, being, walking in on that path, that path that, you know, uh, you chose to walk as, as far as your purpose, it can be a very lonely walk. Um, and that's yeah. why the Bible always says, you know, um, it's easier for a camel to fit through the eye of a needle than a, um, um, a righteous man to, to make it into heaven. Um, yeah. it's, it's, that's because, you know, we, we get sidetracked so much. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's so much easier to do it if you have people who believe in you, who believe in your vision, like Teresa and I both believe in your vision. Yeah. And so we are definitely here for you. You know, when, when times get rough, girl, you pick up that phone, okay? And, and we right. will inspire and encourage now. you to keep moving. Okay, yeah. I have you on speed dial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Well, and we just want to so thank much, you Mary. so much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, thank Lisa. Bye bye. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yes, and I think the the awesome thing for us is because our dream is to help other people reach their dream. We get so excited. Yeah. For people when they finally come into their own and they're walking yeah. in, in, in their destiny. That it's so oh such an exciting feeling. Yeah. Yeah, because see especially when you get around me, you better be careful what you because <laughs> um, you know, it's like uh you wanna do what with your life? <laughs> yes. And then the other challenge that we you know, like you said, we have is just making sure, as Miriam said, there are challenges that come up but the reason why we we say we'll send emails to one another, phone calls to each other, because we know it's not an easy journey. And that's the goal of making it happen is to help incubate, incubate each other while we're on this path, while we're on this journey, so that we can come out on the other side as God has, has orchestrated and ordained, ordained it to be. Okay, well, we have another caller. Let's see if we can okay. get this. To to um to get on the line with us to share their questions or maybe even an insight that they may have um into our topic. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, so they're they're not there. But you know what, Teresa? Um, one of the other things that I found that works. For me, and I've um, you know worked for a whole lot of other people too, are vision boards. Um, yeah. You know, a vision board is something that you know whatever you're envisioning in your mind that you want. It could be a house, it could be a car, it could be a pet, it could be perfume, clothes, trip, anything. And you just you you find pictures of those things, and you cut it out, and you you get yourself a cardboard, and you just start pasting pictures of your visions of what you want or where you see yourself. And I can't yeah. tell you how many, you know, I have now, but I've created so many vision boards. And each and every time I look at one, you know, um, I see something that has that has manifested. <laughs> yes, after yes, itself. Yes. And it just amazes me how that works. Yes, yes. And and um, what I do, I know you use the vision boards a lot, and I think they're great because I do have mine up. But I also just just writing down what you desire to have happen. I would challenge everyone, whatever it it is, you know. Like I said, some of you may already be on your path, and you know you're doing exactly what you want to do. But there are other things that you want, like uh, 
Don was saying about the Corvette he wanted. Whatever it is that you want, I would challenge people to just get a sheet of paper and just write it down and then just keep it in a very secure place. And you'd be surprised, like you said, Lisa, with your vision boards, how things manifest over time. Yes. Yes, and one of the things I'm going to speak uh, right now on air, one of the things that I'm expecting that I've put out there, I've written it down, I'm looking at pictures of it, you know, I'm ready for my new bike. Um, I want a new motorcycle. So, and I'm, and I, I, I'm hoping that I get it by the summertime. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now you've heard it. I've put it out there, folks. So, you know, one of these days you're going to hear me say, guess what? Remember when that show and I said that I wanted my motorcycle? Well, guess what? I've got it. So, you right. know, that's one of right. the things, just one of the things that I want. But yeah. it is very important to write things down. We had a um, a beautiful Mother's Day celebration here yesterday, and we had some, you know, family over. And one of my family members was sharing with me that, you know, they were ready to do something different. You know, he's been on his job for, like, ever, and he's ready to make a change, you know. And um, so I just told him what you need to do is start writing down what you're feeling, write down what you're seeing, because, you know, he, he says he loves to work with kids, which is a good start. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, write that down. And then as you start writing things down, other things will start to come to you um, about, well, what is it about children that I like? What area do I yeah. want to work in? And, and then it just starts to snowball from there. So I encourage people to write down your visions, write them down, make them known, and and meditate on them, um, focus on it, and you will be surprised. It's like magic. Yeah, and it's so. And you know what is interesting? As I was listening to the two guests we had that we had on this evening, is the relationship building. I, I I challenge everyone. You know, so often when we're watching news, it's not positive. It's always negative. So we're kind of afraid. If we see someone in the street that we don't know, we're like, oh, I don't want to speak with them because I don't know what their agenda may be. But we really are guided. Uh, We weren't just created to be here by ourselves. But building those relationships can make a huge difference in changing our lives. And so I challenge people, you'll know when when that situation is right. But don't discount what someone else may know or or that could help you in fulfilling your goal or plan. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and that's so important. I have to really go back and, and stress this, this point, is that nobody else can tell you what's inside of you. Yeah. You know, people think that they know you better than you know yourself or that, you know, they tell you what they think you should be doing. But the only person that can speak to that is you. Because yes, I know yes. so many people who, you know, they um, they allow other people to get all up in their Kool-Aid, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all in their business. Uh-huh, and it's like, uh-huh. really, you know, we have to stop doing that. Don't uh-huh. listen to what other what why do we care so much what other people think? Do yeah, what yeah, you love to do. And when you are doing your passion, I mean so many doors just swing open. I can't even, you know, right now we don't have enough time, but go into a lot of the things that I was able to do in my life simply because I took the chance. I took the necessary steps. I just took that first step. 
Yes, and a lot of times, and I want to speak specifically to people who are in jobs, and I know that to for you to become an entrepreneur, it has to be really a, a planned process. But the yeah. other part of it, I recall when I was working, I met a guy, a gentleman who was also, he worked alongside of me in the, in the office next door, and he was uh, he was a consultant. And I said to him, because I was an employee, and I said to him, gee, you know, don't you ever want to be an employee? Then you'll have your benefits and this and this and this. And he said, no, I can buy my benefits. And he, he I never forget, uh, he gave me this anal- an, an analogy, and he said, listen, he said, okay, I have ten consulting clients, okay? And I said, okay. He said, if I lose one, how many more do I have left? I said, nine. He said, you have one job, correct? I said, yes. He said, if you lose that one, what do you have? And so we need to also start to think about sometimes fear is like, oh, but I I just can't live without my job. Really, you're at greater risk, you know, especially given, like I said, I really believe a paradigm shift is occurring in the world right now. And so we have to get back to things that are going to really secure us. We have to get back. It's like, to me, it's like, the industrial revolution has industrial revolution has run its course, and we're back to a, a state where we really have to create, and in order to have food on the table right now, so exactly. that part of us really needs to be uh, activated a bit more um, to okay. make us feel happy, to make us feel more secure and at peace. Exactly, and you know, my my father, God rest his soul. You know, you know, he was like one of my best friends as well. Yes, <laughs> we always talk about everything, um, and I challenged him, you know, on most days about life. But I remember mm-hmm. back in the day when, um, you know, I was. Uh, you know, he was from the era where you do get that job, that one job, you know, and you retire from that one job. You know, it's a great yeah. job, benefits, and, and this is, you know, this is what you should do with your life. Well, I always felt conflicted about that because that's not how I felt. Um, yeah. And so I would always, you know, I was the one that was always going forward and trying new things. You know, I just believed yeah. it you know, doing new things because that's just how I was led to do. And so, you know, sometimes I would hear my family members saying, oh, there she goes again. Oh, what is she yeah. going to do this time, you know. But the things that I did brought me joy and fulfilled me. Yeah. You know, and yeah. isn't that what life is all about anyway? It's like you being fulfilled? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So and making sure that you're – making sure that your ladder is propped up against the right tree. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so important that we are truly uh, creators and we're manifesting our own, like you said earlier, Lisa, personal destinies, and not we don't have family members or friends speaking for us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I want to encourage everybody to visit our website, um, mihgroup.org. Um, yeah. And go on and look at our website and the things that we offer. Um, and, and one of the things that we can definitely guarantee you is that we will help you to discover what your purpose is. Um, yeah. And if there's something, a dream that you have in your life that you just felt like it was silly, um, I can't do this, I don't have the time to do this, I don't believe, or this person is not going to believe it, We just believe in yourself. You don't need anybody else to believe in you. We believe in yeah. you. Yeah. We believe and that. Incur- Go ahead. 
Yeah, and, and encouraging them to, you've written a wonderful book, Lisa, as well as, you know, I have a book online as well. So you'll yeah. be able to pick both of those books up if you're just starting out and you just kind of want to have what we're saying today a, a bit more detail. You can feel free to go online and you can purchase both of those books online. Yes, yes. And um, tell us the title of your book, Teresa. Oh, it's Eight Steps to a Fulfilling Life. And it's a simple, direct roadmap that can help anyone. So and it's, it's just, just yes. Mm-hmm. No, so just it's, a, it's a real quick, book. easy it's read. An excellent yeah, book. and it's and the, and very the easy read. It's a mm-hmm. very easy read. And um, mm-hmm. so we encourage you again to go on our go on our website, mihgroup.org, look at the services that we provide, and we guarantee you that um, we can definitely help you in the area of discovering what your purpose is and pulling that dream out of you and helping you to make that dream a reality. Yeah. So I want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in with us this evening, and um, we're going to stop here. But I do want to shout out to my family. Um, I have just the, the I love my family. They're just absolutely wonderful, and they're always loving and supporting me um, in every endeavor that I that I do. So I definitely want to uh, just thank my family right now for for all of your encouragement. And also, I have to speak to my Facebook fam once again for tuning in. And for any of my new listeners, the next time you log into Facebook, just please like our Facebook page at A Date with Destiny. Thank you, Don and Miriam, um, once again for uh, coming on and sharing your stories with us. It's good to hear from people who are actually uh, living their dream, and how they were able to make it happen. Um, Teresa, my sister girlfriend, my colleague, my, <laughs> no, my, my accountability partner, thank you once again. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, and sharing your wisdom um, with us for knowledge is power, and when yeah, we know better, we do better. And for my listening audience, please click on follow button on the uh, left-hand side of the title just to help our ratings to soar. And also stop by my personal website, yourdestinyawaits.net, and leave me a message on what you thought about our show this evening. Um, Please tune in next Monday, May 21st at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. The topic of that show will be about renewing your mindset. Whatever a man thinketh, so is he. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first. Because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa Saunders, and thank you so much for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio, A Date with Destiny. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you next week. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone.